John. It's your good friend, Wendy, and you're listening to the Reaching Out with Reach podcast. This is the show that brings you discussions and topics surrounding our community, prevention, and recovery. Joining us today are two of the ladies from our Reach family, Emma and Gracie. Welcome, ladies. Uh, We're happy to be here. Great. So introduce yourselves and tell everyone what you do at Reach. Um, My name is Emma Shelby, and I am a prevention specialist. So we go into schools and we talk to kids about um, being healthy, happy, and talking about um, substance substance use and how it can affect your brain, how it can affect your life and your goals. And also, I work with our Youth Recovery Communities Program as our parent liaison. So I work with the parents and the families of kids who are involved in our program, helping with any type of support or referrals that they could need. And my name is Gracie Gray, and I have experience as a prevention specialist doing what Emma said at first, um, going into schools and talking to the kiddos. And I just recently switched over to be a part of the coalition team. And so our coalition works in Johnson County to just kind of see what needs aren't being met in the community. And we do what we can to try to meet those needs and just improve everyone's mental health as a whole. You guys do amazing work at our organization. um, And I'm lucky to work with you both. So, all right. What do you guys have to talk about today? Uh, So today we are going to discuss fentanyl and overdoses because it's become such a rapid involving type of um I would say even almost a pandemic or what they're calling it epidemic epidemic yeah it's like it's wild and so in 2022 68% of the overdoses reported in the United States involved fentanyl um, according to the CDC, in Texas, fentanyl-related deaths have increased more than 575% over the past four years. In 2002, according to the Department of Health Services, there were 842 unintentional fentanyl overdoses. That means they didn't know it was in whatever type of substance drug they took. Um, that's 90% or 97% of the total overdoses. Uh, 74 of those deaths were 18 to 44-year-olds. So August 21st is the National Fentanyl Prevention and Awareness Day uh, due to the overwhelming amount of overdose-related accidents and deaths in the United States. So what we really wanted to do here today was to break down the information and give some important facts related to fentanyl so that listeners can know and understand that one pill can kill. So... Um, First and foremost, Gracie, what is fentanyl? So fentanyl is a synthetic opioid. So it's in the same family as like morphine, heroin, other pain relievers, but it's synthetically made. So it's completely made in a lab and it does have a medical purpose. A lot of times it's used as a pain reliever for patients who are either recovering from really extensive surgery or other type of pain conditions where their tolerance to opioids is higher, so they need a stronger dose of it. And so when you're using it medically, a doctor is going to know exactly how much you need and how to prescribe it to you. So there's, it's a lot safer when it's coming from a doctor versus what we're seeing in the communities. Um, And how can fentanyl affect you? What does it do to you? So fentanyl, just like any other opioid, it's going to bind to your body's opioid receptors in the brain. And so that part of your brain controls your pain sensation and also your emotions. So some symptoms and effects of it and other opioids include kind of a euphoria or an extreme happiness because of that emotion control there. 
drowsiness, nausea, confusion, constipation, sedation, problems breathing, or, you know, your breathing might stop, and also unconsciousness. Can it also be addictive? Yes. So opioids are very addictive. And again, going back to that tolerance. So a tolerance is caused whenever someone continues to use the same type of drug. So your brain begins to get used to it and starts to crave more. And it takes more of that substance to get that same effect that you had the first time. And so as that tolerance increases, the person who's using also experiences withdrawal symptoms. And so those withdrawal symptoms could be anything from you know, gastro pains or headaches, insomnia, different types of symptoms there. But those symptoms is what can causes someone to want to continue to use that drug so that they can get rid of those symptoms. And so eventually, as the stages of, di- of addiction progress, drug seeking and drug use starts to take over someone's life. And all they can think about is where to get the next dose of whatever it is they're using. So we keep hearing, though, um, when we're talking about the unintended deaths and unintended overdoses, we keep hearing it's found in different pills. How can I know, though, if it's in there or if what somebody's taking is safe? How do they know? So the scary part with fentanyl and counterfeit pills that are laced with fentanyl is that fentanyl is completely tasteless. It's odorless. And once it's been combined and pressed into a pill, you can't see that it's in there. And so you there's. If you go to the DEA website, you can look at different pictures and they use basically the same pill press as a pharmaceutical company would. And so it might have the same exact markings as the Adderall that you're used to taking or as a different pill. And so they look very similar and it's almost impossible to tell them apart. And so we always say, you know, it's really important to only take prescriptions that come from a pharmacy and that are prescribed to you from your healthcare provider. And that's because of the way fentanyl is interacting. And so there's an effect called chocolate chipping. Fentanyl can be combined with other ingredients, but it won't be blended throughout. If you think of like the consistency of powdered sugar and granulated sugar, you can mix and mix and mix and mix those two together, but you're going to have hot spots of one ingredient versus the other. And so if you think of a pack of Chips Ahoy cookies, that are chocolate chip. Not every single cookie in that package is going to have the same number of chocolate chips in them. And so that's kind of the same thing as when people are pressing out these pills, one pill might have, you know, just one hot spot of fentanyl in it, but the next pill could have three, four, five, and that could lead to an overdose in one person and not the other, depending on how those pills are made. And so they do create what's called a fentanyl test strip. And so this is to test whatever substance you're using to see if it has fentanyl laced in it. The problem with testing pills, though, again, like I just kind of explained, is that if you test one pill, the next pill might have more than that first pill. And so it's really it's not foolproof. And again, two people could take the same exact kind of pill from the same exact dealer that they get it from. And one person might overdose and one might not. And so that slogan that has been going around with this fentanyl campaign, the one pill can kill, it really is true. One pill can kill. That's crazy. So what can happen, though, if someone takes a pill with fentanyl in it? So fentanyl is extremely potent. It's 100 times stronger than morphine and 50 times stronger than heroin. And so it takes as little as two milligrams of fentanyl to cause an overdose in someone. 
And so if you just think about that, two milligrams of fentanyl can fit on the lead tip of a sharpened pencil. And so it's very small amounts. And the the DEA estimates that 60% of counterfeit pills that are being sold on the street contain over this amount of fentanyl in it. And so someone who takes a counterfeit pill could easily overdose, especially if they aren't used, if their body has no tolerance to an opioid and they think that they're taking a different type of drug and it's in there, you could easily overdose with this amount. So um, can you overdose by touching fentanyl since it's so potent? So we get a lot of questions like this, actually, and that is a myth. So fentanyl cannot be absorbed through your skin without adding a agent to it. So if the fentanyl patches, that has more ingredients in it than just fentanyl. That's why it's able to be transmitted through the skin. So if someone we've heard, you know, oh, well, if someone puts a dollar bill with it on there, or if I touch a doorknob and it's on there, you know, what's going to happen to me? And as long as you wash your hands after, nothing's going to happen. And so if someone is exposed to fentanyl by touch, um, you need to wash your hands because if you later touch your eyes, your nose, your mouth, or any opened wound, there's a chance it could enter the bloodstream because that's what fentanyl does whenever you ingest it. It goes to your bloodstream and that's what causes all of this, all of these problems. And so, again, just wash your hands, but also don't be afraid to help someone who you might think is experiencing an overdose because just touching them is not going to get it into your system. That's really good to know. Um, so what are some symptoms of an overdose and how can I help someone if someone around me has um, taken something that I'm not sure about and they seem to be having an overdose? So an overdose has many different symptoms. And again, it's going to be different for different people, but we look for slow or absent breathing. And so they're not breathing like they normally would. Or maybe you notice that they're not breathing at all. If they're unresponsive to sound or touch, so if someone looks like they're sleeping, but they can't be woken up, cold, clammy, or pale skin, discoloration of your lips and nails. And so whenever someone's not getting enough oxygen, their lips and their nails start to turn a bluish, purplish, grayish color. And so that's going to be a sign that they're not breathing correctly. Pinpoint pupils. And so our pupils tell a lot about what substances we might be using. And so when someone is... um, using an opioid, their pupils get extremely small or called pinpoint. Um, Also choking or gurgling sounds. So someone might be trying to throw up whatever they took and their body is unable to process that because maybe they are passed out or unresponsive, things like that. And then also dizziness or just disorientation, kind of not knowing where they are, um, not able to really control their body and move. They're very dizzy. They're unable to balance and things like that. And so if you notice any of these symptoms, it's really important that you call 911 immediately. And so if someone stops breathing, they've only got about five to seven minutes before parts of their brain start to have lifelong issues. And so the sooner you get help for someone, the sooner they have a chance of reversing that opioid overdose. And so after you call 911, it's likely that a dispatcher is going to instruct you on how to begin CPR, how to do things, what to check for, things like that. And we also talk a lot about naloxone. So naloxone is a medication that will reverse the effects of an opiate overdose. So it goes by names like Narcan or Clixado, but the actual medication name is naloxone. And so it comes in a nose spray form and also an injectable form. And just recently it got approved to be sold at every pharmacy in Texas without the need for a prescription. So anyone can go into a pharmacy and get it if they think that that might be beneficial for them. 
<clears throat> and also recently police officers, EMTs, firefighters, school nurses, and other professionals are being trained in how to recognize and reverse an opioid overdose by using naloxone. So that really is a life-saving medication that's becoming more readily available for those who maybe use and, you know, use too much or the people who don't know what's in the things that they are using. So if um, people are using this, you know, using some type of substance together and someone starts overdosing, it could be scary that they're going to get in trouble and, you know, all of them get in trouble now that someone's overdosing. So they could be scared to call. Is there some kind of good Samaritan law to protect them? So that way they can make sure that someone doesn't die from using this when they're all together. Yeah, absolutely. So that is a real fear that we hear a lot about in schools and even in other presentations that we give. But Texas specifically created the Jessica Sosa Act, and it was um, put into law in September of 2021. And so they did this to help reduce the number of overdose related deaths, because just because someone overdoses does not mean that they have to die. And so this law protects the people who call 911 from facing um, drug-related charges, so maybe possession or underage issues like that, as long as they do the following three things. So if they're the first person to call 911, they have to stay on the scene and stay on the phone with the dispatcher. Again, that's just so that if the dispatcher says, hey, you need to do CPR now, or they're not breathing, you need to do this, that's so that they can give you instructions. And then the last thing you need to do is to cooperate with medics and law enforcement whenever they arrive. So it's really important to be able to tell whoever shows up what that person took. If you have more, show them what that person took. You know, give them as much information as possible on that person and whatever it was that was taken so that they can do what they need to do to save their life. That's really good. So that way it also protects everybody else and they're not too scared to stick around and make sure that person stays alive while they're waiting for help so thank you so much for answering all those questions gracie for us um and thank you for your extensive knowledge on it um so i also want to let listeners know that if you are in need of naloxone for your home maybe you have a family member or you just want to have it just in case because you never know um in your interest or you're even interested in learning more about naloxone training for yourself your family or your community please contact one of our coworkers she's our community liaison sherry phillips at sherry.phillips at reachcouncil.org or you can call reach council at 972-723-1053 for more information we put on different knocks and trainings around the communities in ellison johnson county currently we're working with multiple school districts to make sure our teachers are all trained as well and hoping to get some of those more in the classrooms due to we have multiple ages who are using these different types of medications that are fake um anything else you want to add gracie I would just say, you know, as always, don't take medicine if it wasn't prescribed to you. Don't take things that don't come from a pharmacy because you truly don't know what's in them. You know, just make good choices for yourself and set good examples for those around you as well. Thank you so much, Gracie. Hey, thank you guys so much. I think it's very important to bring more awareness of the dangers of fentanyl to our community because the fentanyl overdoses happen close to home and people don't even realize how close they are happening to our our homes. Um, but I really appreciate all the information that you brought. Um, and thanks for coming on the show. Welcome. All right. Uh, any other burning desires you want to talk about? All right. Well, that about wraps up our episode. 
As always, if you're wondering how you can help, you can join our coalition meetings. You can also support our youth and family programs with a tax-deductible donation or food gift cards. And if you have any questions, you can email us at info at reachcouncil.org. That's I-N-F-O at R-E-A-C-H-C-O-U-N-C-I-L dot org. Or you can follow us at Reach Council on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks for listening to our show. Stay tuned for ongoing monthly podcasts from our REACH teams on all things prevention and recovery. So remember, life is full of choices, so choose happy and choose healthy. Bye.